Thanks for tuning in to the Flip King CEO, flipping your business, flipping your life. Whether you're a beginner or seasoned entrepreneur, we are looking to help you grow your business and better your life with real-world examples, tools, and tricks for your daily business and good old-fashioned motivation to get you to the next level. We're here to see your business grow to fit your lifestyle. So grab a pen and notebook and get ready to grow. It's the Flip King CEO Show. Now here's your host, Joe Evangelisti. All right, folks, we are here. We're live. Super secret, top secret lair. It's in Haddonfield somewhere, but I can't tell you where. I'm going to have to open up these questions. Guys, we are live with Brian Brogan, the COO of the Evangelistic Companies, the man who runs the ship, the captain, El Capitan. We're going to answer some business questions. I posted earlier this afternoon, hit us with your business questions, and I had a couple of you. We are smoking, not Rocky Patel, I'm smoking an acid Cuba Cuba today. Actually, we smoke got an Upman. We got an H Upman over here. Yeah, so we're having a cigar here. We're talking about business. And we're going to read some of your questions that were posted earlier. And we're going to see if Ryan's worth his weight as a COO over here. And we're going to see if he can answer them for you. Give me a second. I'm going to find them. And we're going to go through a few of these. Feel free to post some more questions while we're talking. And we're going to see if we can answer some business questions for you guys. All right. I know one of the questions was hiring good people. In fact, two questions we can start with. Somebody said, how do you find a good COO? So why don't we start with that, Brian? Well, if it's uh, you don't have anybody in your sphere, anybody you're working with now, anybody you think they could fill that role, always start with an assistant. Hire an assistant, you know, have them work with you 30, 32 hours a week. Get them used to doing what you do. Get them used to working with you. Get them used to operating the way you operate. And then as time goes on, you start handling more and more off of them. The fact that they're doing things without you even asking them, they're doing things preemptively before you need them done. And once they can handle those things, you know, start giving them more responsibilities and they turn into your COO. It's a really, really, really good point. So I think one of the things that was probably missed there was the fact that a lot of COOs guys come from within, right? So one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make, and I've seen this happen time and time again, is you try to outsource or try to bring a COO in from a different company. Uh, it's really, really, really difficult to bring somebody in from outside, especially the COO role. You got to realize the cultural fit from somebody who's completely different from your business. From then, this is going to be the leader of your company. This is going to be the person who brings all of your other employees into alignment. That's a good word there, Sean. Who's going to be the guiding light, the leader of all the other people, right? So for them to come in from the outside and not understand, not understand a cultural fit of your company, not understand the core values of what you guys are all about, not understand, you know, where the history of the company's come from. Few people don't realize this, but I've known Brian since I was nine years old. Brian's actually worked for the evangelistic companies in some way, shape, or form now for what, almost 17, 18, I don't know. 17 years. 17 years. So even though he hasn't worked directly for me for that long, when I bought Rob Evangelist Incorporated almost two years ago, he was working for that company for 15 years before he started working for my company. So he was a natural fit as part of that historic culture of the evangelistic company. So he knew that company. He started to understand our company. So bringing him on as a COO was a really natural fit for all the people. He got along with everyone. They understood him. And he was running our projects long, long before he was even actually a part of the company. So he had that history there. That history is so, so important when it comes to building relationships and for getting people to respect and build a leadership relationship there. So your COO really has to have some some kind of base for the history of the employment, right? So COO, that, that's a great point. So where do we find good employees from, Brian? Well, the best place to look is your sphere. You know, knowing somebody outside of the work environment 
and knowing if you like them, if they're a culture fit, if they're the right person. That's what we always look first. We always want to try to hire somebody who you know knows somebody or is, is friends with somebody or acquainted with somebody before we go out there and you know deal with all the craziness. No, keep talking. I'm telling them to hit the like button. Uh, before you do all that craziness and Craigslist and everything else, I mean, you know, you start to see some of these resumes that come across my desk, and it's just we've got to the point where I don't even screen them at the first stage. You know, uh, an assistant the processor screens them and, and gets rid of all the loony tunes because there's quite a few of them that come through. Yep. So we always try to hire from our sphere, our sphere of influence, people we know, friends of friends, and just try to go that route first. Sure. Don't be afraid to tell people you're hiring, right? Don't be afraid to put it out there, especially on social media. Guys, everyone's life runs on social media nowadays, so why not put it out there that you're hiring? By the way, if you're watching this, we're hiring. We're looking for a, a closing coordinator. We're looking for a construction manager. High level, must know how to do schedules, must know how to do scopes of work, must know how to maintain budgets, right? We're looking for a real construction manager with hopefully some sort of college background or education in the space and some history there, right? Hiring is growth. Guys, any other questions about business questions, challenges that you're working on right now? Any other challenges that you're working on? I know cash flow was an issue. We are talking about cash flow earlier. Guys, cash flow is an issue that every single business faces. Every single business faces. I don't care where you're at, what size you are, what level you're at. If you're not talking about cash flow, you're probably lying to yourself. The fact is that every business faces cash flow issues at some point in time. You know, no business is sitting there piling on with cash. In fact, if you have a pile of cash in the bank, that's a cash flow issue. Engineering management. No, construction management, my friend. Construction management. So cash flow issues, right? Knowing your numbers, knowing your KPIs actually is the beginning to solving a lot of your cash flow issues, right, Brian? Absolutely. Um, KPIs are huge. A lot of people talk about you know employees and employee management and all. It all comes down to KPIs. Everybody in the organization has a number. Everybody needs to know what that number is, and everybody's rated on that number. So at any given time, you know you want to deal with employees. You can sit them down and talk to them and say, "Hey, your goal was to make three appointments, and you haven't done that in the last three weeks. You know what's going on." What, What's the issue? What's the problem? How can we solve this? How can we make it better? And, you know, a lot of times it's something with the system or it's something with calls or it's something with actions, but you got to diagnose that. You got to find out what the issue is to make it better, to keep those things flowing. Guys, what other questions do you have? What other challenges do you have in your business right now? What other hangups are you having? We're here to help. So somebody asked me earlier today, they hit me up on Facebook and asked me about how to change the culture in a company. Uh, everybody knows in the company that things are going bad. Everybody knows it needs to change, but how to actually do that, how to implement that. That's a great one. It starts with culture. It starts with core values. You know, the principles of the company, the leadership of the company, whoever you want to sit in on that meeting, have to sit down and determine what your company is about, what the core values of that company is. And once you do that, then you can start determining who fits in that culture and who doesn't in your organization. That's the basis of everything. Then once you do that, you can go back and you can start evaluating your employees based on that culture, based on those core values that you establish. And you can sit one by one and say, hey, they're a fit. They're not a fit. They're a fit, but they're not in the right role. Maybe we've got to change the job description around a little bit. But it all starts with the core values and creating the culture of the company. And that's finding quality employees, right? So people talk about this all the time. How do I find, Joe, how do I find quality employees? Folks, we hire on our core values, we fire on our core values, we rate each other on our core values, and by the way, Brian and I aren't even exempt from that. I get rated on this, right? I own the company. I want, I want this to be really, really, really ingrained. I want you guys to understand this. I get rated on core values, and I own the company, okay? 
Every one of us, from me all the way down to the bottom of the totem pole, gets rated on core values. So we hire, we rate each quarter, we fire, and we instill core values on every step of the way. So when someone comes in the office with a resume and they sit down, we sit down and we say to them, okay, look, this is the evangelistic company core values, right? Number one, we have fun. Understand that not every single day you're going to walk out of here with a smile on your face and you're going to go, woohoo, but we have to figure out ways to have fun. Our business is built off of the ELF concept, right? We want to have easy, <laughs> lucrative, and fun, right? We want to make the job as easy, lucrative, and fun as possible, right? So we want to make your job, the process is easy. We want to try to find a way to make everything about your job easy as possible, even though it's not always going to be easy, right? Construction is certainly not easy, right? Processes aren't easy. Files aren't always easy. People aren't always easy to deal with, right? But how can we make your job easier every single day by leveraging different systems, different processes, different things to make your job easier, right? It's got to be lucrative because if it's not lucrative, none of us get paid at the end of the week. None of us make any money and we're not going to be here next year in order to celebrate it. And it's got to be fun because if you're not having fun at what you do, you're not going to want to get up out of bed and support the rest of the team around you, right? So that quality has to be there, right? Number two, we have to do the right thing. Everyone in my entire company from start to finish does the right thing. If you don't do the right thing, you will not stay around in my company. Guaranteed. There's just no question about it, right? What else, Brad? We have, we support creativity and ability, right? We want you to be creative. We want you to have different abilities. If you have some kind of ability that you can offer value to, bring your value and show us what you can do and show us how there's a better way and a better system and a better process. We're always looking for feedback from different people within our organization to tell us how we can do it better, right? Value equals opportunity. If you bring value, you will have opportunity. If you do your job better than what you're paid for, eventually you'll be paid for more than what you do, right? Value equals opportunity. And it works both ways, right? We create value for our employees all day long, so they create opportunity for us and vice versa, right? What else am I missing? There's one more. Hustle. Has hustle, right? And this isn't like your old canned hustle bullshit social media crap that you've been listening to for the last three years, right? We define hustle differently. We define hustle by the energy and the attitude that you bring to your job and the fact that you come to work every day to support the team because we're building a Super Bowl winning team. Our team is there to go take the championship. We're not winners, we're champions, and there's a difference, right? And that's why you need to have hustle in order to come work with us. If the people that are sitting across the table from us during that interview do not 100% reach out and grab and want to take hold of that job, we're not interested in working with them because they're not going to last. They're not going to be part of our team. They're not going to want to be there. They're not going to want to be part of our culture. They're not going to be a fit with our core value structure. If you can't be passionate about your core values, if you can't repeat them, kind of like close to the way that I just did, right? Like you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to have a core value system and a culture and employees that want to be quality and want to work with you and want to work for you, right? We have team, right? We don't have employees. I only use the word employees a lot of times when I'm doing videos like this because people use the term employees. We have team members on our in our business, right? Every single person is on our team. They are team members and they're an accountability chart to be a team who's out there to create one mission, one goal. And that's to win the championship, right? So everyone that's built for our business is built for the team for one purpose. And they are all there, like Brian said, they all have an individual number, an individual accountability to meet an end goal. And that's why they're there. And they all know that, right? So if they don't know that, they don't have a passion for whatever it is they're doing. And then they're not a fit and they're not going to want to stay there long. That's the challenge. I think a lot of people are creating jobs for people. And when they go in and they have a job, that shit wears out, man. People don't want to have a job. People don't want to show up and just push buttons on a keypad. 
Because eventually that gets old and eventually they just burn out and they walk away. What's up, Joe? Joe knows. Joe actually repeated the core values to me last week. Joe's only been with us for like less than two months. And Joe was able to repeat the core values to me like that at our meeting last week, which is absolutely amazing. That's the kind of player that we want on our team. What else do you guys, you have any questions? What are the questions you guys have? We'll give you guys another minute or two. You need to have an authentic emotional connection to what you do. That's right. It's a prosper, period. Absolutely. And the way you develop that authentic emotional connection is by having a culture and a value system that your team members love to get behind. They're not behind you and they don't understand the vision and they don't know where you're going and they're not going to be quality employees, which is everyone keeps saying, what are quality employees? First of all, if I were you, I'd stop calling them employees because they don't want to be called that. They want to be a team. But they're not going to be quality if they don't believe in the vision, they don't believe in where you're heading, and they don't believe in where you're going, right? They want to believe in a vision. Is the team set up as defined roles, positions, and people interchangeable? No. Now, interchangeability is is kind of a, a funny term, Joe, because they are, we do this thing called right person, right seat, right? So there have been people that have shifted within the company just because their unique ability, meaning the thing that they're best at, the thing that they actually love to do, the thing that they wake up out of bed and they have an energy for, might not necessarily be the seat that they're in right now, right? So Brian's job, my job, all the executive level jobs is to make sure that our people, our team, think about this like a football roster, right? In football, every Sunday, that roster is not the same, right? Team stays the same. There's different people on the team, pretty much the same every Sunday, but sometimes they shift around, right? You might have different linemen on different spots of the line. You might have receivers playing different routes, right? The fact of the matter is you need the right person in the right seat. So you might have a great person who's out there doing acquisitions, for example, but maybe they're better on the phones than they are in person. So let's keep them on the phones, right? So there might be a different role, but they're eventually going to find that right seat that they're really, really good at. And that's the place that they belong on that roster. Our job is to find the best place on the roster for them. So you put more emphasis on people or process. Brian, let you take that one. Really both. I mean, the, the processes are set. You know, once you set the process... It's set. There's always tweaking. We're always we're always making the process better. We're always changing it. But the process relatively is set. So you want the right people that can operate that process. You want the right people that can run that process and, and do it efficiently and bring to you changes. You know, you want the right people that are going to come in and say, hey, you know, I've been doing this for two months and I think I can do it this way better. Those are the people you're looking for. You want the people that are going to grow with you. I mean, for me, ultimately, when I'm hiring somebody, I put 50 to 60 hours a week into the office. I want to have people around me just as dedicated. I don't want the person that's going to clock in at 9.02 and clock out at 4.58 and call it a day. I want the person that's going to be there, that's going to grind, that's going to get what needs to be done, done. I don't care what time they come in. As long as they get it done and they get it done with enthusiasm, they get it done right, and they do the right thing, I'm fine. I'm fine if they show up at 9.30. I have a processor that shows up at 9.30 every single day. But you know what? When I leave at 5.30, she's still there at her desk working. And I'm perfectly fine with that because I know she's grinding and she's getting her job done. So I'm not looking for people who are punching the clock. I'm looking for people who are getting their job done and dedicated to their tasks. And David, I would add one more thing to that, Brian. That was an awesome answer. I would add one more thing to that. We're not really changing processes. Most of the time, we're looking for ways to simplify processes. We've been doing this for a long time, as a lot of you are that are watching this. I think one of the biggest challenges in business is too many people are finding ways to create new processes, reinvent the wheel, shiny objects. Guys, a lot of you are making money already and you're trying to find ways to create new processes to make money. When really all you have to do is find ways to simplify the existing process or delegate the existing process, 
leverage the existing process. There's too many people trying to create new processes for no good goddamn reason when all you got to do is better the existing process that you already have. And a lot of times that comes from simplifying. Way too, too much complication in life right now. Brian and I spent the last two years doing nothing but looking at processes and cutting out the fat. So processes, a lot of times, have to do with just way too much complication. And I think it's a challenge and a lot. How about the 76ers process? Well, I can't really talk about the 76ers process. I don't know if I trust in that one, but I don't know about, I don't know if that could be any, any more simple or, uh, you know, that might have to do with people. We'll see. Is, is that forever trust? I, 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 trust I, I, forever? I don't know how long you got to trust someday, in that process. Someday, we'll hopefully in my lifetime, they'll what's, win a championship. What's up, Mr. <laughs> Servino? Haven't seen you in a while, brother. How you been? It's been a long oh, time. Man. A lot of people don't know that Mr. Servino and, the, and myself and Brian used to flip steaks. Well, I never got to flip steaks because I was flipping dishes in the back room. I was cleaning them while these two knuckleheads were flipping steaks. But that's a long, 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 long time ago. So yeah. we're not going to go there right now. Any other questions, guys? What else you got? Maybe something to take out of that. Maybe. Who knows? Hopefully. Hey, guys, we might just be talking out of our ass here. You have no idea. All right, guys. Any other questions? Any other questions? I'm trying to think. I get hit with questions nonstop all day in the DM. I'm trying to think of other good stuff that may have come up recently. Where did you flip the steaks? It's not there anymore. The place went out of business a long time ago. I think the cockroaches ate all the steaks, <laughs> so they don't make steaks anymore. Over here in Audubon. All right. Cool. We just bought one in Audubon the other day. We ever sell the other one? I don't know, uh, sure. wrapping, up this wrapping up that one in Audubon. We got a couple going to Audubon. I got a bunch of rental properties in Audubon too. Audubon is hot right now, by the way. I'm not, I don't know if you're in the real estate business or not. Love the live. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Hey guys, one thing I ask you as well. A couple announcements we got to make real quick. Don't bail out because I got something else to, to tell you at the end that you're gonna love. A couple announcements I got to make real quick. Obviously, you might already know this, but I'm gonna be in New York City this week. We got the, our, uh, the CEO roundtable. We got amazing guys going to be at this week's event. So I'm gonna go live a few times. I'll shoot a few great videos for you guys. And uh, we'll add some great value. If you love what you're watching and you guys are saying you love the lives, do me a favor. All I ask is you share this on your feed. Share this with other people that might find some value in it. You know, Brian's giving his time and some great value to it. That's all we ask is to share with some other people that might like it. We got the CEO Roundtable in Napa, April 28th and 29th. If you know anything about the CEO Roundtable or anything, the value that we're adding to these kind of things, if you're a business owner and you're tired of working 100 hours a week to make great money and you want to start creating some more freedom and time for yourself, you want to start creating some leverage. You want to find good ways to add people. You want to create, you know, hire a great CEO, a COO like this, and you want to find ways to create better business for yourself and become a great visionary. That's what I do. I teach people how to do this stuff at these CEO roundtables. I'd love to have you. It's in Napa at the end of April. We do these things every couple months. So get involved. PM me for some more information. I'd love to chat with you about it if you're ready for it. And then Brian's got a little announcement there himself, I think. Yeah, so coming up in June for our charity event, I'm going to host a roundtable one-day event the day before our charity event. All proceeds go to charity. COOs, even CEOs that, you know, need help with processes and hiring and, you know, some of the lower-level stuff. Hold on, you're going to recruit CEOs to, to your event? Yeah, you know, you're, That's there, bullshit. you're talking about mindset and, and how to move on. What the hell's going on here? They need to know how to hire people. They need to know how to get the systems in process. So. Dude, you didn't tell me about that. you got to clarify this shit with me first. You can't be scalping my people. All right, uh, fine. I'm All right, listen. Scalping your people. Listen, Pre-qual. listen, listen. You Pre-qual. can go to Brian's event, too. That's fine. Actually, he'll probably do a better event than I will, honestly. But that, that's that's okay. you got to talk to Brian about that. Prequal. So if you're low, if you're a one-man band, you know, yeah, you're the CEO, but you're also the COO. 
You're the CFO. You're, you know, you're everything. You're wearing too many hats, but that's okay. We'll you get you through it. We'll hats. figure it out for you. So come see me. I'll tell you how to hire people, how to you know set the processes, set the things so you can do it automatic. Then you go to Joe's event and you find out how to live a better life. <laughs> but yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, that event's what June eighth and ninth. June eighth. June 9th is the golf. Or June eighth is the golf event. June seventh would be the, the okay. round table. All right. Here in Hanfield, we're golfing here, local in South Jersey. Whole bunch of investors and high-level people from yeah. all over the country come in for that golf event. So that's going to be some ridiculous networking. Yeah. Multiple, multiple, literally dozens of millionaires fly in for that event. That's an amazing event that we put on every year. This is going to be our fourth year. It's out of control. It sells out in like five minutes. So if you want to be involved in that, make sure you send me a message or send Brian a message. Brian's social media is tagged on here. It's Brian Brogan. He's yeah. tagged in the beginning here. So make sure you follow Brian if you're not following Brian already. He's about to start putting out a lot of good content in leading up to this first event. So you're going to see a lot more live content from him as well. Anybody watching, hit me up. If you got questions, just hit me up. Send me over your questions. Or I'll do a video about it one day and hopefully answer your questions. Awesome, awesome. So we'll do some more videos like this in the future. Again, if you guys liked it, make sure you share it. Appreciate you watching. Anything else to add, Brian? That's it for now. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Good questions coming. See you guys.